Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. The theme of our month has been declared the month of open heaven. That's the theme of this month. And so every message that we'll be talking about, especially the what you call the Sunday's messages and the Thursday's message, please, I beg you, don't miss it. Because we'll be unveiling some of the mysteries that guarantees open heaven experience and also the understanding, which is on the mind shift Thursdays, that you can then be able to get in for you to be able to understand how to sustain Sustain your open heaven when it comes to your mindset. And so because of that tonight, we'll be looking at a topic under the open heaven series that we're doing. We'll be looking at a topic tonight, understanding open heaven part one. Understanding open heaven part one. And the title of it is the place of divine direction for open heaven. The place for divine direction for open heaven. Number one, this moment I want you to understand the text that we are going to be focusing on in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 12. That's the anchor text that we've been using, and that's the anchor text for this month for us. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. It says here, it says, The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heavens to give rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the works of thy hand, and thou shalt lend to many nations, and thou shall not borrow. He said, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. Which means we get to understand that from the point of God, there are treasures that are available in his storehouse. I want you to understand there are treasures that are available in a storehouse. The storehouse which is the place called heaven. The place where you and I, we are, for example, by the time our time on earth is over, we will all meet at that very particular domain called heaven. But it says to us here while we are still on earth that there are good treasures that are stored in heaven. But it will take an understanding for us to begin to pull those treasures. And one of the treasures and one of the things that we need to understand that guarantees heaven's supply. Either heaven's supply for your land. I remember one of the prayers we talk about the land. Which means the place where you are currently, for lack of a better word, where you are currently operating at. If you are a mechanic, that's your land. If you are a carpenter, that's your land. If you are a farmer, that's your land. For me, I'm a pastor. This is my land. If you are into entertainment, whatever you do, it says that's your land. It says, he shall give you rain on that very particular land but and at the same time also he shall bless the works of your hand and also you shall lend to nations and you shall not borrow but there is something that guarantees this very particular work. And that's exactly what we want to see tonight. And I know too well that as your eyes is open for you to see, God will be able to show you the opportunities and the things to do that guarantees this in the name of Jesus. If you remember very well, last week we talked about some of the system, four cardinal points that guarantees open heaven experience. One of the things when, when we talk about open heaven, what was it? Let me just quickly, for those of you who are joining us for the very first time and those also who are currently streaming on all the radio platforms that we currently are just to give you a brief a note and we will take time in this month to explain each one but one of the things that will happen when your heaven is open is the fact that number one you have access to god and you have access to his voice you have access to god and you have access to his voice and when that also become an operation it leads us to point number two which means there will be an outpouring 
the ability for you to be to be able to operate in divine revelation divine wisdom in divine wisdom part of the things with divine wisdom you then begin to look at some things that we are going to be talking about which is the place of engaging the mystery of divine wisdom which is part of it is also the place of divine direction and also we get to see number three we begin to experience the kingdom of god on earth when heaven is open on your life you begin to experience the kingdom of god on your earth and number four part there you begin to enjoy supernatural supply supernatural supply where at every point of your time every need that you want see every need that you want or every want that you need regardless of how you want to phrase the english because you are operating now on an open heaven experience or an open heaven reality then it then begins to make this very particular four cardinal point begin to find expression in your life and so with that being said tonight i want you to understand this that just like as there are spiritual laws I mean, as, as there are natural laws on planet Earth, there are also spiritual laws uh, that governs this open heaven experience to operate in our life. There are spiritual laws that govern this. The same way there are laws that governs when you start your car, what you need to press, the ability for you to make sure that your engine is good and all those things so that your car can take you to the destination. Do you notice something with your car? Your car, yes, is there. The same way we're talking about the open heaven. But a responsibility from your side for your car to be for your car to be for lack of better words serviced for there to be fuel for the engine to be fine for your for the plugs and everything to be working perfectly that's your responsibility but your car is actually there wherever you parked your car and if you're driving currently listening to me your car for a lack of better words is like an open heaven but the ability for that very particular car to perform for you or to take you to the place you want to go there is a demand from your side to make that car function properly the way it's supposed to function the same thing also applies with the spiritual open heaven we're talking about the open heaven it says i will pour down a rain on your land in its season it says that you shall lend to many nations you shall not borrow and i will bless the works of your hand it is there but there are factors that determine that very particular reality to come to pass. We also see in the book of Romans chapter 8, from verse 1 to verse 10, it's a long read, but I want to read verse 2. Romans chapter 8, verse 2. It says, For the law of the Spirit, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from what the law of sin and death. For the law of the Spirit of life, which means there is a law that governs us as believers. It's called the law of the spirit. Some, some, some say the laws of righteousness. But this, at this law, until we engage this law, your heavens may be open, but rain may not fall. Because you have to trigger it. The ability for you to align yourself in such a way that will make this reality come to pass. It is now your responsibility for you to play that. We also see in the book of Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah 55, sorry, from verse 8 to 13. That's my core text for tonight's service. Isaiah chapter 55 from verse 8 to 13. Isaiah 55, 8 to 13. Isaiah chapter 55 from verse 8 to 13. I'm reading from the Amplified Personalized Classic Edition. Amplified Personalized Classic. It says here, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways. 
From that understanding, we get to see something about God here when we're talking about this. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways are your ways. He says, see as the Lord. He said, for as the heaven is higher than the earth. He says, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. He said, for as the rain and the snow comes down from heaven and return not there again, which means when it comes, it comes, and return not there again, but water red the earth and make it bring forth and spread proud. He says that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. He says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void without producing any effect or probably that word become useless. Which means that it's a guarantee that when the word comes out, when, 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 when this very particular thing we are looking at the place of divine direction for open heaven, when God gives you the direction, he says my word will not go without performing it. My word will not be sent out. My words are not useless, which means it produces effect. Now let's continue. He said, but it shall accomplish all that which I pleased and the purpose. Which is as long as this is concerned for you to operate under the open heaven for divine direction, it has to be God's system and not your way. We need to get that one out of, my, of our mind. It has to be God's system. But let's continue also and let's see what... It's saying, it says verse 12, it says, for you shall go out, which is Isaiah chapter 55 verse 12. It says, for you shall go out from the spiritual exile caused by sin into um, sin and evil into the homeland, which is the homeland we're talking about, the open heaven, with a joy and be led forth by your leaders or the Lord himself or his word. Already from this place, we've already seen the method in which God will communicate his directions into our life. We hear here, it says, by your leader. It says either by your leader or God himself or probably his word of God. Now it says, with peace. When this leading come, it's going to come with peace. When God is about to direct you in terms of enjoying the experience of open heaven, it is going to definitely come with peace. And that is one thing I want to say tonight. That no matter the direction God is going to give you or to lead you to into all the things he has called you to do, if peace is not in there, you have no business to engage it. Oh, you don't have a business to engage it. Because one of the things we understand with God's system, he makes us to understand that when he leads, peace follow. He's a God of the rested life. He's a God that will not send you into a place and all of a sudden you are panicking and wondering and there is no, there is no confirmation of the peace of God on your inside. Then that cannot be God. He now says also that by the time you go in his thought, in his direction, he says the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. <laughs> you know, you know we, when we read this very particular scripture, we like staying in Isaiah 55 verse 8. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways not my ways. I think if I remember, there is a, uh, I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's in Jeremiah. Whereby the, God, the Lord was telling Jeremiah, he says, for I know the plan that I have towards you, says the Lord, thought of good and not of evil, but to give you a future. Every one of us will like saying that, but we need to understand something about that very particular scripture. He said, for I know the plan I have for you. It is my plan, and so because it is my plan, it has to be my directive, be my method, be my system. But because of we are too emotional in running through scriptures without sitting down and allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to us that this is God's plan, God's thought, not your plan. <laughs> it is not your plan. It is the plan of God. So if it's the plan of God for you to be able to drive the Bugatti Veyron, the plan of God for you to be able to have a hope and a future, then which means his own directions will be what we guarantee the hope and the future. 
I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So it cannot just be your own thoughts. It cannot just be your own plan. He said, I know the plan I have towards you. It's like every manufacturer that produces a product. They know why they produce that product. They know the reason what the, the reason why the product was produced, what mission the product is about to engage, and how the product will be able to function. And if the product is having a malfunctioning, because the manufacturer has a guaranteed on top of that product, you can then take that product back to the manufacturer. And because his quality guarantee system is in place, he either replace it for you or repair it for you because it is his responsibility. He created the speaker for the speaker to be the thing that will emanate the noise out. He created the mic for the mic to be what you talk into. And so if the mic is not being used as a speaker, it's either the manufacturer made an error or you don't know what to do with it. That's what we're talking about tonight. And so because of that, it now says in verse 13. And in verse 13. Sorry, still verse 12. I think I need to finish verse 12. He said, For the mountains and the hill will break forth before you in singing, and the trees of the field shall clap their hand. Which means wherever you go, wherever the Lord leads you, his thoughts and his ways. Which means every place in which he has already ordained for you to function into and you go. Now, this is what it's saying here. He says, instead of the thorns shall come upon the, upon the, the cypress tree, and instead of barriers, sorry, barriers shall come upon um, the mitre tree, he now says, and it shall be to the Lord for the name renowned. He says, for an everlasting sign of jubilant exaltation and memorial to his praise, which shall not be cut off. But that can only be from the place of divine direction. We also see from this very particular scripture that we've just read that when we, when for us to be able to enjoy all this goodness of God, it has to come from God leading us. We understand in the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, the Bible says here, verse 14. He said, but for as many that are led by the Spirit, it says they are the sons of God. Not as many that brings their own opinion. Not as many that comes and cry. Not as many that come, praise, and they just disappear. He said, for as many that are led. So which means you can come into the place of prayer and not get leading for you to do anything. And all of a sudden you jump out of the prayer without getting the leading instruction. You will struggle. You will definitely struggle. I remember when God called me into full-time ministry. I, 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 I like sharing this story because I remember at that period, I think I was still, my wife and I were still dating. And so, he told me prior to that time, about four years ago, if I'm not mistaken, about four or five years, I'm trying to calculate now, I was under a particular ministry. And so, we were going to, I was going to a particular meeting at that very particular ministry, and all of a sudden, I hear the voice of the Lord, he said, park. And when he said park, I parked. I remember very well. I think I remember, I've shown my wife the place where the exact encounter with me and God comes in. He said, park. I parked at that very particular place. Say, pick a pen. I pick my pen. And he was telling me what he wants to do. And when I hear those things, I'm like, you, okay. It was good stuff. But the truth of it is that after that voice was said to me for seven minutes plus, if I'm not mistaken, eight minutes, all of a sudden he closed the statement. He said, for now, I'll let you know when to move. So for now, that's just the information you need to know. Imagine if the Lord said that to me. And I did not, what he called, adhere to his instruction. And I moved that time. Possibility that Platform Church would have been crushed now would have been platform would not have been in, in what's called in view. Because why it is the leading of the Lord. Whatever Lord leads, it's like the popular saying, I like saying, whatever God's order, he will pay for. If he ordered for you to say, I have called you, my daughter, I have called you, my son. If you go according to my leading, I will pay the bills. 
whatever God order, he has the capacity to pay. And all of a sudden, after then, four good years went down the drain. I was busy doing my own business, busy doing what I know I can do best. And when the time was ripe, he now says, my son, the time is ripe for you to run the race. And when the time, exactly, and it's, it's, it's so funny where the time God asked us to start the ministry, that was not a good time at all because that was exactly when the pandemic started. But because there was a peace of God on my inside, I knew too well, like we've just read in Isaiah chapter 55, no matter the lady, there will be peace. I know that God, if you are the one that has ordered this meal, you will pay for it. And trust me, getting, over, getting now close to two years, he has been paying his bills. My wife and I will run the ministry stress-free. We don't wake up one morning and we're thinking, how will the bills be paid? How are we going to get the stuff? How will the church be standing? Because why? He ordered the food. Our business is to constantly seek his face. Lord, what moves do you want us to take? We are currently in a space in our ministry now whereby every time I wake up, God, I'm seeking his voice. Where do, I mean, what steps should I take? What moves should I make? Lord, if you are not going to go with me, I'm not going to go because why? I know if his direction says go, he will pay the bill. But if I go my own way, I will pay the bill. Is it that I pay the bill or probably I begin to stress every one of you as a member of the commission? I begin to put pressure on you all to say, no, you know the bills of the church are not being paid. And so everybody put your hand in your pocket I begin to remove money out. Or probably you, you need to, or you just need to, what's called, I begin to call you at the middle of the night and say to you, and maybe you need to come and begin to remove uh, that, that salary of yours, divided into two, God wants it. Or maybe I begin to come in and I begin to profit lie. You know, I call it a prophet line. And I begin to say there are three people here. The Lord says each of you must come up with 5,000 rand. Because there is a bill to pay at that moment. So because of that, I may prophet lie to you. Because why? I was not led by God. When you are led by God, you have no business trying to appease to any man of motion. You just do what God asks you to do. And you see God begin to pull for you. He says, for as many that are led. For as many that are led. Not for as many that pray and fast alone. Because we have, see, we, we operate in our days where we have a whole lot of religious, for lack of a better word, religious um, gymnastism. Whereby we come, we pray, we fast, we bind the devil, we jump out and we don't wait for God to give us the instruction. Should we go? Should we go? Should we go? I remember there was a particular point, a particular thing my wife and I wanted to do. We, we, just, we just went with our own emotions. And when the thing crash land, so for you to understand that we are also human, when it crash land, we made peace, apologize, come back, God, how far? Should we go? Because we've learned that it is his leading that guarantees the provision. It is his leading that guarantees the security. We can also see that it, is take, it takes being led for you to be able to lead others. The ability for you to be led by God, for you to be able to lead others. We can see that very particular life, that particular story, sorry, with the life of Jesus. We get to understand Jesus. One of the things that Jesus did, we get to see in the book of Matthew chapter 4. The Bible says that much after Jesus came and he was baptized. And after being baptized, the Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord led him into wilderness it does not make sense for jesus who was the son of the most high god of course he knows what to do the ability he has sat with god for almost all his life from eternity to eternity he's been there but there was a place of leading for his dominion and his name to be in view and so the bible says and the spirit of the lord led him into the wilderness and when he led him into that very particular place all of a sudden you wonder but god you called me to go and preach the gospel 
You called me to do salvation for the people. What is my business with devil? But that is the ways of God. He says, my ways are not your ways. Neither my thoughts are your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. There are some of you currently now. The company where you are working, just because five people, what you call was fired, they lose your salary. I mean, I said, you lose salary. they cut your salary. You did not seek God. And there was an offer that came in via an email from another company that says, ah, maybe, for example, they are paying you 5,000 rand. Now the release of salary from 5,000 to 2,000 rand. Now you are angry. And you say this company is willing to pay me 4,000 rand. At least I'm, I'm going to only lost 1,000. Without you consulting God, you just jump in. Jump to that place. You go to that company. Two weeks down the line, the company closed. And now you are coming to church or coming to God to come and ask God, God, but God, I thought you say sir, that you, you wish me well, that if I come unto you, or that I'm labor and heavy laden, that you will give me rest. The question we need to ask you, did you really come? Or you use your emotions to do that? Because it is quick for us to put God in our plan and not for us to be in God's plan. We would arrange all the plan. And now God is yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I know I didn't call you quickly, but uh, you see. And most times, if you notice, when it comes to the issue of divine direction, you notice that it is when you know that you have messed up. That's when you begin to pray to God for, for lack of a better word, for quick feast. God knows your heart. The Bible calls to understand in Galatians chapter 6 from verse, from verse 7, if I'm not mistaken. He says, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sow, he will reap. That very particular scripture is not necessarily alone for the issue of giving. It's also the state of your heart. It's also the state of your relationship with God. He said he is not mocked. He is not mocked. I pray for somebody tonight, under the sound of my voice. Every mistake that you have taken in terms of God leading, I pray by the power of the Holy Ghost, it is corrected now in the name of Jesus. I declare upon your life, the step that you have taken outside of God, that is currently wasting and hitting your life, I declare right now peace upon that in the name of Jesus. It takes divine direction. We say with Jesus, after he was led into the wilderness, when he came out from the wilderness experience, we get to understand that the moment he came out from the wilderness experience in verse 20 of Matthew chapter 4, he says straight away, Jesus, when he called the people for them to follow, they followed him. Because why? The, the moment he yielded to the leading of God and that porter, he has been able to crack it. All of a sudden, when he called people, people follow. When he called people, people follow resources was available to the leading if you notice jesus had no doesn't need for him to for lack of a better word for him to cajole peter james and john for them to be able to support the ministry willingly they were just given to the ministry willingly they were supporting the bible says that immediately he called peter james and john with their father when they were doing their net the bible said they dropped the net and they followed him because why the leading grace has been activated upon his life and all of a sudden it was easy for him to run we also say with jesus because I want you to understand that as we talk about open heaven, I will begin to look at ways for you to be able to, 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 to receive this open heaven direction. But before we go into the ways, one of the things I needed to understand with Jesus is the fact that he is a man that was being led. As much as he was God himself, he was a man that was being led. On this earth, for you to be able to enjoy God's blessings, God's dominion, God's provision, it has to be by his leading. He makes us to understand my ways are not your ways. Neither my thought, your thought. It is the thought and the ways of God that he is committed to make provision for. His thought and his way. So which means an average believer should wake up every morning. God, what is your will concerning for my life? One of the prayer I pray, I say, God, this product that you have created called Darlington Steve. That is the reason this product was created. Lord, what is that? If God, this is me, I'm saying it here live. If God would tell me today 
that your time for you to stop this very particular ministry. With all due respect, I, I will stop. Because if I don't stop, I will begin to run it from my pocket. And before I know what's going on, I will use the thing that's supposed to be a blessing to now make it a cause for my life and for my family. Because why? The moment God says, my son, the time for you to move, it's move. I'm saying this point because I've been there before. With my business. When God said the time for you to move. If I, it was the time to move, but I refused to move, I ended up creating another business that I was using as a Jonah to go to Tashis instead of going to Nineveh. He said, go to Nineveh. I said, my, me and God, why? <laughs> no way. And I moved to Tashis. But it's, I know how much I waste. Hundreds of thousands of rand. Flushed down the drain in less than one month. Because why? His hand was not there. His hand was not there. I was the one leading myself. It was not God that leads me to go and do that. I know, I know. I told my wife, I told a lot of people, why that project failed? I said, because I was the one. I went with my selfishness. God's hand was not involved. I was going to Tashis. I was not going to Nineveh. So because of that, I, it pained me. I lost a lot. I pray for somebody tonight under the sound of my voice that everything that you have lost thus far due to disobedience to God's word, I pray that it restored to you hundredfold in the name of Jesus. Now the Bible makes us to understand in John chapter 12 verse 49 and 50. John 12, 49 and 50. Let's look at this because I wanted to see something here. John 12, 49 and 50 and also John chapter 14 verse 31. So that you get to see because sometimes when you read the Bible, we read it in a hurry. It says, for I have spoken, I mean, I have not spoken of myself. This is Jesus saying, I have not spoken of myself, which means I'm not here to do my thing. I'm not here to show you the razmata. I'm sitting here currently now as Darlington Steve or Pastor Darlington Steve. I'm not here to do my thing. I'm here to do what God has called me to do. He says, but the father which sent me, he said, has given me a commandment. He has given me a commandment. That was a direction that he needs to go. He said, what I should say and what I should speak. So when you hear me talk the way I talk, when I declare to you that the rested life is a reality, I am not talking from my own understanding. I am talking from the breath of the Holy Spirit. That is, that is a connectivity between this realm and the supernatural for you to know that indeed the rested life is a reality. He says in verse 15, he says, and I know that the, his commandment is life everlasting. Jesus was saying, his commandment is life everlasting. His directions upon your life is life everlasting. Which means when he leads you, there is nothing that can cut you short. When he no matter the COVID that is hitting, when the leading of God is still upon your life, where people are failing, you will be succeeding. Where people are having the virus, you will go there and all of a sudden, you will lay hand on that virus and yet it will not come to your body because why? You have been sent and you have been led to go to that very particular place. He now says here, he said, whosoever I speak therefore, even as the Father said to me, he says, so I speak. As the Father said to me, so I speak. Which means we see something with Jesus that what the Father say is what he says. Now let's look at John chapter 14, verse 31. John 14, 31. I believe somebody has been blessed tonight. Because after this very particular service, I want you to go back home and ask yourself, Lord, this I am doing. Is it the leading of God or is it the leading of my own flesh? Is it me running left, right, and center? We see how a lot of people, they are trying to do every kind of business. And yet, all the business you are doing, there's nothing of yours that you can find that is stable. Because why? You are going with trends. You are not going with God's direction. You are going with popular opinion. You are not going with the voice of God. And so the Bible says there in John chapter 14, verse 31. It says, but that the world may know that I love the Father. 
And as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. As the Father gave me commandment, he's making us to understand that the Father has given him a commandment. If the Father said to him, go this way, that is what he goes for. As the Father has given me commandment, he says, so I do. So I do. Part of the things in which I put here, I say part of your open heaven experience is to be led. I know that this month has been declared our month of open heaven. But part of number one thing is to be led. Because it is where he has led you to. That is where his heavens is open for the rain to pour. If he has led you to Cape Town and you are in Durban, I'm sorry. The open heaven may be there, but the rain cannot pour. Because why? The rain guaranteed pouring is in Durban. Not in, what you call Upumalanga. Or maybe he said to you that your place of rest is in Nigeria. And currently now you are sitting in Ghana. You're wasting your time. Because he didn't send you to Ghana. We can see that with Jonah. When he sent Jonah to, 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 what's it called, to Nineveh. Jonah decided to go to Tarshish. No wonder fish had to come out and swallow him. Because why? When, when, when you don't go with the leadings of God, attack are guaranteed to come. And it is guaranteed that you will face attack. Maybe before we begin to bind the devil, you, you, you are making us to bind all the time. Let's check. Are you in the line? Are you in line with God's purpose for your life? The voice and the leading concerning that business, is that what you are doing? The reason why that company is currently not producing the way God wants it to produce, is it because you are following God's instruction or you are doing your own based on popular demand? It's a question that you need to ask yourself. It says in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 5 and 6. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. It says, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, it says, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. Which is God is a God. He's a, for in the, in the entertainment industry when, where, where my wife and I will occupy. He is the director of the film. If he wants you to jump. Because he has seen how the movie ends. So you the actor that is acting. You must be able to put your acting skill. According to what the director has put on the table. If the director says jump. You have no opinion. You can't argue with the director. You may suggest to the director. And if the director says no. It is no. It's not, imagine earthly system. Just by producing a movie. If the director said, no, you have to run from Malanga to Cape Town. That's the, that's the run. That's what you can do. That's what you can do. That's what the director. That's why you see in business, you have what you call directors of operation. You have directors in company. Their business is to direct how the company moves. How come when it comes to the God who gave you life? The God who says, I know the thought I have towards you. is the thought of good and not of evil, but to give you a hope and the future. Yet you refuse to go with his own thoughts. Refuse to go with his own direction because you, you're like, God, you know, stay in heaven. You don't understand. This earth is, you don't hear God. If you are here, you will do what I'm doing. Calm down. The movie, the, the whole totality of your script He's, he has seen the beginning from the end. And so he knows that yes, if I send you to wilderness, I know you may not understand, but trust me. He said, trust with the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 21 and Proverbs 16 25. Proverbs 14 21 and 16 25. It's the same scripture. He said, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. He said, but the end thereof is destruction. There is a way that seems right to a man. The way, as I'm even saying this very particular point, the only thing that was coming in my head is the story of Paul the Apostle. In the book of Acts of the Apostle, we saw when Paul, all of a sudden, a prophet came to meet Paul and said to Paul, Guy, don't go to this very particular place you want to go. Go into this Israel. They will, they will keep going back to, they will kill you and stuff. So remain in Gentiles, what you are doing. He refused. So which means what we are trying to say here, there is a way that seems right to Paul. Paul in his head, in his own earthly knowledge, he thought that my going to that place, I want to go and prove, but God did not send him to go there. Check your Bible. He wasn't sent. 
Yet, he was called to suffer for the gospel, but not the way he decided to suffer. He, that suffering that he entered into was his own idea. Read your Bible. It was his own pain that he brought upon himself. Because prophet Agabus came to tell him, don't. But he refused. He said, no. He said, no. So, which means there is no substitute for divine direction. Regardless of your calling or your anointing. No substitute. You can be called and anointed with the power of God. Speaking in tongues and, and slapping devil and devil vomit water. You can be doing that. But if it is not governed by the direction of God, I promise you, just the same way Paul the Apostle who wrote to third of the New Testament, find themselves in the wrong path. You will find yourself also in the wrong path. You will. We've seen a lot of great ministry and great businesses born from the leading of the Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, along the way, bah, they decide to go their route. Today, we can't find them. We can't find them. I have a couple of them I can mention. But because of this platform is global, let me just let it just be. We can't find them. I pray that you will not be one of those. That when we look 10 years from today, we will not find you in the radar. You will not be that in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that every leading of the Holy Spirit, you will take it seriously for your heaven to continue to pour rain in the name of Jesus. Now let's begin to look here. What are the ways to receive? What are the ways to receive open heaven direction? There are ways to receive open direction. Open heaven direction. Remember this month for us is a month of open heaven? There are ways that guarantee that very particular system. Number one, quickly, because we still have a bit of time for me to be able to push. Number one, and in case if I push and you don't you miss anything, please, I want to encourage you. You can go, our podcast platform is there. You can check out all, for lack of a better word, all the online podcast platform. You just need to search for Rested Life um, by Platform Church. You will find all the platform. I mean, all our podcasts. Please take advantage of it so that you can then go back and sit down and think through your life from the position of God's divine direction. What are the ways, number one? Through the word of God. Through the word of God. Through the word of God. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 119 verse 105, it says, it says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. David was making us to understand that your word, my, me, me constantly availing myself to your word. He says, is the lamp to my feet. What does the feet? The feet talks about the place of movement. He says, it's also a light, which means as I use your word constantly to, to brainwash my earthly thinking. It's a lamp, which means it gives me light for me to go. And my path is shining left, right, and center. We also say in the book of Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. Proverbs 6, 23 says here, for the commandment is a lamp, which means the God word commandment is a lamp. He said, and the light and the law of the law a light. He said, reproof of instructions are the ways of life. Reproof of instruction. So, which means the word of God can also reprove you. The word of God can tell you that very particular thing you are doing is wrong. Come back home. That's part of the direction. The word of God can tell you point blank. That very particular business you want to go into, that check you want to put under the table, there is no need. You put the check, you will lose the company. You're like, ah, but God, you don't understand. The word of God will reprove you. Before you even put that, you would have signed the check, as I'm talking now. You might have signed the check you want to go and deliver tomorrow. And God just make you to bump into this service now, like, don't go and submit the check. All of a sudden, you begin to lose your company and you're wondering what is going on. Because why? The word of God makes us to understand that reproof of instructions are the ways of life. Which means the ability for us as mature believer to be reproved by the word of God. The ability to, for you to know that I have gone left, right, and center. It is time to come back home. I am tired of walking around about a circle. I need to sit down and begin to go according to God's plan. And I pray that as you do so, 
Your eyes will begin to see all the opportunities and you will hear God clearly telling you which way to go in the name of Jesus. Number two, quickly, how do we receive open heaven direction? Number two, the voice of the Spirit. The voice of the Spirit. Now, this is the person of the Holy Spirit we're talking about. He talks. My dear, the Holy Spirit talks. He talks. Funny enough, as I'm saying this very particular word, I remember an event that happened at home um, yesterday. I think if, if yesterday, yeah. Um, I, I, I lost a particular phone of mine, and I was looking for it left, right, and center. You don't understand. Yo, looking for it. And thank God, we know when you have, when God bless you with a proper wife. <laughs> so my wife was like, okay, why don't you carry this very particular lamp? Check all under the thing and stuff. And before then, even the service that I'm doing today, actually, actually wanted to change the service because I'm like, ah, no, that is not, it's not needed now. Maybe let me change it and stuff. And so by the time she asked me to do that very particular thing, I said, okay, because I need, I need this phone. You don't understand. <laughs> I need this phone. I never showed you the phone, you will laugh. But that phone is very important. You know, it's one of those phones where it's those, like, like my wife, um, what's it called? I don't know if it's the aunt or the grandmother says, it's those, those tinily, tinily phone. <laughs> but I like the phone, you don't understand. Network is always available with that phone. Now, you know, those, these are our modern days phone. Network can disappear. But those phones, I don't know how. Look, I said they have spiritual network. Network is always available. So all of a sudden, by the time I decided to take the step, I said, okay, let me go and look for it. Remember, I've been looking for this thing for the past two weeks. Two good weeks. So the phone is dead. You can't call it. All of, if, as a matter of fact, today I was supposed to go do SIM swap for the phone and do every, what you call, restructure the phone to come back. So all of a sudden, <laughs> by the time I was looking, I just hear a silent voice at my back. Stand up. Go to this bag. Open this pocket. You will find the phone. <laughs> I said, Okay. So I just stood up because because that's the thing of God. When He leads, it it, it comes in this in a still small voice. You need to be at peace for Him to talk to you. You can't be you can't be everywhere. Brrr, no 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 no. You need your spirit man need to be at peace because why God is not a gra gra. You are the one that is a gra gra. He's not he's not gra gra. He's a gentle guy. You are the one that ah. mind you remember your God that we are serving is a God of a rested life. So which means He's resting. Jesus is resting. So He doesn't so He talks from the place of stillness. And all of a sudden, when I decided to, literally, because I was not busy, you don't want to see what I was looking for. It's like looking for a car under, <laughs> under a bed. <laughs> I was looking from, from, from the strange places. But then when I heard the voice, clearly, I just stood up. It's okay. I went there, carried the bag, opened the exact pocket, and the phone was there. Two weeks. Why? The leading. His leading just, the moment that voice came, there was this very particular there is this calmness in my spirit. There is this peace that the phone, it's there. And literally I went there, the phone was there. How come between that time and now, I was looking for, do you want to tell me that I, I don't have the spirit of God in me? I do. But there was a state of my consciousness that we'll talk about that enforces that very particular reality for me to hear God calmly that moment. Because now I was panicking that I need the phone. I know how it is for you to do sin swab. Yo, it can be stressful. I was already panicking and stuff. So, but when I decided to go into the stillness, it then makes sense for me. So, which means the voice of the spirit. That is the way you hear where to go. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it says, For as many that are led by the spirit, it says, These are the sons of God. So, which means the ability, if at part of your qualification for being called the son of God or the daughter of God, you have to be led. If you are not leadable, you can't be governable. I you can't, you cannot. If nobody can lead, nobody can govern you. We see all the mayhems and the destruction that is happening currently in Africa or probably in the world is because people have decided to become me, myself, and I. Everybody is now self-employed to their own administration to the point that they don't want to hear anything. God's system does not operate like that. There is always a place of leading. There is hierarchy in the things of God. 
hierarchy in the things of God. And so, John chapter 14, verse 26. Remember, we're talking about number two, the voice of the Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 26, say here, But the Helper, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he said he will teach you all things. When he teaches you all things, part of his teaching is the fact that he will direct you and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He will bring to your remembrance. John 15, 26 also make us to understand that in the remembrance he will bring to your part, he will make testify of Christ that is in you. But you have to be leadable. Then number three quickly, because of my time, number three. What else again? How do we get this very particular direction? Number one, remember, it has to come from the ability of through the word of God. Number two, the voice of the spirit. Then number three, by his prophet. Oh yes, by his prophet. God, we've seen throughout scripture that every miracle, signs and wonder that has happened thus far, that was a man that God used. When the children of Israel were in the land of Egypt, a prophet came that echoes it and said, this is the way for us to get to the promised land. God has always put his integrity and his intelligence upon men on this very particular planet, especially those who are of the fivefold and that God has called divine calling for them to function in there. And so because of that, we see in 2 Chronicles 20.20, it says, believe in the Lord your God. He says, you shall establish and believe his prophet, you shall prosper. This was a story of King Jehoshaphat when he was going through a battle and stuff. Remember, he was a king. He could tell the prophet and say to him, that, see, come, man. I've been a king here. You don't understand how to fight. But he knows that believing in God will only establish us. But as long as prosper is concerned, it's in the hand of a prophet. I pray for you tonight that this very particular three words, that you meditate there and your eyes will open to begin to see the mystery of his leading in these three sectors in the name of Jesus. Everything that has battled you not to be able to enjoy divine leading. Tonight, I cause it from the root in the name of Jesus. Also, we see in the book of Ephesians chapter 3, from verse 1 to verse 5, talking about the prophet, Ephesians 3, 1 to 5. The Bible says there in verse 5, I'll jump to verse 5. It says, which was not made known to the people in other generation, as it has been made revealed now by the Spirit of God upon the holy prophets and apostles. Currently now me sitting here talking to you. God is currently interpreting and saying something but using my voice as a conduit to direct you. So he still uses his prophet. He uses his word and he uses the Holy Spirit to direct you into things that matters for your life. Two channels that guarantees God's flow of directions for open heaven experience. Two channels that guarantees. There must be a porter that you must sit in for you to be, you know, I think anytime I use the word porter, I just remember how some pastors, some of my pastor's friends, I love you guys all so much, you don't understand. <laughs> like, no, you are porter system and structure. But I think I'm just used to it. It makes, it makes my life easy. There is a porter that you need to be in that guarantees your hearing God. That guarantees your getting direction from him. That guarantees your ability to hear your prophet. That is a porter that we need to look at. And what's the porter number one? Spirituality. Your spirituality, your spirituality. One of the things I put, I say your spirituality, is, your spirituality to God is a strong determining factor that guarantees heaven's open experience for you. Your spirituality. Now to add to the point of what I was talking about concerning my phone, there was a state of my spirituality that I was in. And all of a sudden I could hear, go here, do this possibility that he has been speaking to me from the day one. 
that I was looking for the phone. Chances are very high because why? I don't, I'm not, I, I don't serve a God that is deaf or dumb. I don't serve a God who will just go quiet for no reason. Maybe he has been trying to draw my attention, but I was busy from position of stress and not rest. Yes, I need to say so that you understand that, yes, your pastor go through that. So that you know too that, okay, woo, if my pastor can have grace, I also have grace for me to come back home. Yes, you do have grace to come back home. But your spirituality is what determines the ability for you to experience open heaven and direction concerning. Because see, I think the, 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 only, the only part that is coming to my head now is the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And this was a story of um, what you called uh, Paul that he was addressing a letter, uh, his letter to the children of um, what you call to the Corinthian church. And when he was telling them to the Corinthian church, one of the things he was saying to them, he says, see, I could not speak to you as spiritual people. So which means you can be born again and not be spiritual. Remember that the Corinthian church, these are churches that operate in the gift of the Holy Spirit. These are guys that, for lack of a better word, they can slap a dead body and to come back to life. The ability for them to prophesy clean, it, it, it's clear. But their spirituality is not in view. They have moved. If I let's even look at the scripture so that you understand. Because I want you to see this thing called the spirituality. The ability, number, no, I told you two channels. The one channel is your spirituality. Then the second channel is staying in that spirituality. Because yes, we are all, the moment you gave your life to Christ, boom, you are spiritual. But staying in there becomes a problem. One minute, and some people, I, I just feel like before we read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 to 3, open your Bible, let me just say this. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 1 to 3. One of the things that I've seen with us in our, in our new generations, and I pray that God will help us with the intelligence for us to create a syllabus that can be able to answer some of the burning questions that our members and our churches are going through that we don't know how to. The only time you see majority of your members in your church being spiritual, trust me, is on Sunday or on Thursday like this. Because after that, life comes and gives them whatever they want to get from life. And before you know what's going on, for them to even wake up to do prayer time, if you notice, on Sunday, your members in your church, there are 1,000. Monday, prayer time. Try it and see. Probably there is only 20 that is live, online streaming. I know you will say, okay, there is data and stuff. But my dear, they still have grace for them to watch things on YouTube for three hours. But they have a problem staying for a one hour 30 minute streaming on Facebook. They have data to stay on what you call on Netflix to watch all the movies and the series. But they have a problem with the data to sit down. My dear, it's a matter of spirituality. The Bible says here, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 3. It says, and I, that is Paul, brethren, could not speak to you as a spiritual people, but as Kana. Imagine, these are guys that... They operate with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Second, First Corinthians chapter 12, because to understand the gift that was there that Paul was making them, that these are the things you need to do with this gift. You already have it and stuff. But because they were not spiritual and they were carnal, we can see all the damage, sexual immorality, perversion, idolatry, drunkenness, brown, yo, a lot that those carnal guys called spiritual were doing. Because why? He says here, he says, but I can only speak to you as babes in Christ. I feed you with milk and not with solid food. He said, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able. He said, for you are still carnal. For He said, for where there is envy, strife, divisions among you. He said, there you are carnal and behaving like just ordinary men. Behaving. So the ability number one for us is being spiritual and staying spiritual. Just because you are cooking at the kitchen does not mean that your relationship with God has to be out of the window. No. Just because you are driving to the office does not mean that your state and your consciousness for you. And you know, for, okay, guess what happened? Yesterday I was busy looking for my phone. 
As I was looking for it, my state and my consciousness was already in God. And so because I could hear him talk. There are times whereby you are busy typing in your office, writing that very particular letter, and God wants to talk to you. The ability for you to just, as you are typing the letter and stuff, let your spirit man continually stay in God. And right in there, he's telling you what to type on that letter. And as you are typing the letter for your boss to read, your boss is even reading his wondering, where did you get this concept from? Because in your mind, you think that what the boss wrote there is what you just need to type. After all, that's what I'm being paid for. Let me just pay money. But yet, he wants to direct you. Just add 2 plus 5 into that very particular statement and go and send it to him. And he will not know. He will send it to the boss. The boss will not think, ah, how did you bring this one? Because why? There is a God in you that you are, there's a God in you in that company that guarantees the company to stay. Because why? You are spiritual. You are spiritual. One of the things in which I put here, I says in your spiritual connectivity to God, God is only committed to you to the degree of your commitment to him as far as your redemption benefit is concerned with him. He is only committed to you as far as you're committed to him. If you are committed to him only on Sundays and on Thursdays, what happened between Monday and Wednesday? No wonder you are currently complaining the way you're complaining. Your spirituality, your connectivity to him, it's totally dependent on you. Remember I was talking about open heaven and I make you to understand using your car as an example. Your car is there, but you have responsibility for that car, for the car to function the way it's supposed to function. It's not a matter of speaking in tongues to the car. It's a matter of being responsible. It's a matter of awakening to the consciousness of I need to be spiritual and stay in it regardless of what is going to happen. COVID-19 has messed up a lot of stuff. Even currently now, most churches, I can tell you point blank, including me, we are currently struggling because why? Our members are currently, for lack of a better word, being carnal. Just the lockdown happened. We have to beg you, send you SMS, WhatsApp, call your phone numbers and all those things. Before you now remember that you want to come to God. That is carnality. It is not spirituality. Because the moment the lockdown is open, the first person that must be in church is supposed to be you. But if you are the last person to show up in church, you are carnal. If the things of God does not interest you anymore, you are carnal. If your prayer life has gone down, you are carnal. There is no let, let's just call, let's call the spirit, the spirit. Let's have the scripture. You are carnal. If the things of the world is now more stronger than the things of God upon your life, you are carnal. Paul the apostle says so. If all you think is how to is how to be of the world and have nothing to do with God in strength, and yet you still say I'm a Christian, you are carnal. Like Paul the apostle said, you see, you are babes in Christ. You are you know what babe means? You are a children. Children is even more. You are a child. You are a newborn baby. You want to just give back to two days ago. That's how you are. That's how you are. Another thing in which I put here. I says, only those who are committed to kingdom service. That God is committed to serving their life and destiny. Only those who are committed. Only those who are committed. See, if your commitment cannot be stronger than the way you commit to your 9 to 5 job, then forget it. I'm even using 9 to 5 job as just a basic, as, a, as an entry level. That is the way you are so committed with your circular thinking, your job, but your commitment to God, and yet you want him to service your life and your destiny. You have two times in a week for you to be in the house of God. Four days or five days outside of it, and yet in that five days, your carnality is out, what's it called? It's, in, it's, it's so full to the point that your spirituality is not in view anymore. You only remember that, in fact, some of you even forget that today is service. You forget. You forget. Let's, let's call this, let's you forget. Because why? The carnal thinking of this world has suppressed your thinking. One of the things also, let's begin to see here. Staying spiritual is not only when you are in church. It's not only when you are in church. 
And that's the truth of it here. It's not only when you're in church. The ability for you to remain spiritual and stay spiritual constantly. The ability for your consciousness to think heaven. To think God. To think his service. To think the things that matters to him. You want, remember he says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither my ways your ways. He says, I know the plans I have towards you. is the plan of good and not of evil, but to give you hope and the future. It is his plan. It is not your plan. If you know that you want to do your own plan, then it's fine. You are excused. But as long as you want the hope and the future in God, you have to stay spiritual. Your spiritual connectivity is what guarantees open heaven direction for your life. Your spiritual connectivity is what guarantees open heaven direction for your life. Galatians chapter 5 verse 25. Galatians 5 25. It says, if we live in the spirit, it says, let us also walk in the spirit. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. The problem with us is the fact that we claim to live in the spirit, but we don't see the workings of the spirit. We claim to say we are Christians and believers, but we, our confession during outside of the, of the church circle, sometimes you wonder, like, what message did you listen to? The ability for you to stay spiritual. The things of this world cannot be matched with the things of heaven. It's like trying to download an iOS, what you call, apps on an Android phone. You will crash the phone. That is if the phone is if the phone is strong. But if the phone is not strong, you will blow the phone. They cannot work together. You have to stay spiritually plugged into the things of God for you to be able to enjoy all around open heaven and especially today's service, the direction from God that can lead you. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. Galatians 6, verse 8. It says, For he that soweth to his flesh, he said, Of his flesh is going to reap corruption. Say, But he that soweth to the spirit, of the spirit he will reap eternal life. Of the spirit, he will reap eternal life. So which means your ability for you to constantly sow to your spiritual life. Your spirit man must be so strong to the point that when things happen, see, if temptation or trouble or trials will happen in your life and all of a sudden you are trying to think if God is existing, then clearly, ah, clearly you, are, you have not bombed the God I have bumped into. If just because you lose your job all of a sudden now, ah, God, you, you are beginning to throw your toys out of your, 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 your what's called, your, 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 your playground or out of the window and stuff. No, no. Remember, this is mind shift. Let's 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 get to the point of understanding that the only way we can pull God, the Bible says um, in John, he said, Those that must worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit. That is the spirit connectivity part. That is the spirit connectivity part that guarantees your constant heavens being open, especially tonight, via the force of divine direction. We also see the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 10. And John was making us to understand. It says here, yeah, Revelation 1.10. It says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me saying, I mean behind me with a loud voice of trumpets saying, I was in the spirit. I was in the spirit. God can only talk to you being spiritual. God can only talk to you when you stay in the spirit. God can only talk to you when you constantly, for lack of a better word, updating your spiritual life. I was in the spirit. He was not carnal. I was in the spirit. The only way for you to hear God tell you this is the way to go. He says, I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud voice saying, I heard behind me. But do you notice something? I was where? In the spirit. The next time you are about to take that very particular step, that very particular business, that very particular move, are you in the spirit to take that and to hear God's listen to say, go now or don't go? 
or you are, like I said to you, there are stuff that I want to do now. Every day I wake up, God, is it the time? I was listening to God's servant, Bishop David Oedekbo, who was making us to understand. He says, the current, what you call the current act that they are building. He said, four years ago, the money was there in the account. Four years. Say he went to pray and was asking God, God, is it the time? Is it the time? He said, he got to a point, God told him. Say, if you bring this request again to me, I will not. Say, the way God said to him, it was a warning. He kept quiet. He did not bring the request again at all to God. And after all of a sudden, just last year, if I'm not mistaken, is it last year or this year? And God now said, my son David, the time to build the ark is now. Do you see how the thing is he's been building? It's cost-free. Everybody shouting. People are even trying to manage his resources for him. This is money. God has blessed him with that. You hustle your own and do your own. But you want to manage. But what am I trying to say? There is leading from God that guarantees rest and peace. When God leads you, I want you to understand this. If there's anything you remember tonight, when you stay in the spirit and God leads you before you know what is going on, every provision that guarantees that leading becomes in view for you. Your spirituality matters. Your spirituality matters. Now let's begin to look here. How do you operate and sustain this spiritual state continually? How do you operate and sustain? Because I want you all, as my time, I think I have a few minutes before 7 o'clock. How do you stay? And how do you sustain this very particular spiritual state? It's a state that we all need to be able to sustain. The remaining five months of this year, if you will take this very particular message serious, I promise you by the time you, you, you clock December 31st, under the leading of heaven direction, you will look at your life and you wonder, God, like Yoruba would say, a mini court, is it only me? Why is it that only me? I'm the one with all these testimonies and this miracle. Because why? You are now under open heaven and you are being led. Now let's look at quickly how do you sustain. After then, now we'll see some of the men in the Bible who were constantly in the spirit and how they manage to break even. And after then, the service will be over. Let's see, how do you operate and sustain this spirituality? Number one, in devotion. When we talk about devotion, how, how is your prayer life? How is that you're, you're, you're listening to God's word, your message, you're studying the Bible? How is that? Let's be honest, how? How? You wake up in the morning, the first thing you just want to dash out as if, as if you are just an accident going somewhere to go and explode. Or you are a bomb that is being sent to somewhere to just go and explode. Really? Really? Joshua 1 8. He said, This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but I shall meditate upon it day and night. That in that I will be able to observe and to do according to what has been written in it. He said, For then I shall be able to make my way prosperous and then have good sources. But there was a condition. It shall not depart out of my mouth day and night. Day and night. And how does he do it? He meditates. That is a force of meditation that can sustain your spirituality. That business, that, that business you want to engage, have you consulted God? In the place of prayer, in the place of reading the Bible, in the place of studying. For example, with those platform church, on Spotify and, and, and Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, there are, there are wonderful messages that can bless you, that can give you the next level ideas for what to do and the direction to go. When last have you taken the time for you to go there and just listen? And ask yourself, God, am I in the right part? In devotion. Psalm chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 3. Psalm 1 from verse 1 to verse 3. Say, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the ways of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. He said, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. He said, And in that law does he meditate day and night. 
and the produce of the meditation being spiritual. He said, he shall then be like a tree. We like confessing that I am a tree planted by the rivers of water. We forget to understand that is a verse 2. Where the condition, and this is something I want every born again believers to hear me tonight. None of God's promises does not come with a condition. None, none, none. I don't care. None of his promises, including salvation. Salvation must cost you your lifestyle. You must confess from your mouth. Bible says if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your, so there's a condition. Every of God's promises come with a condition. None, none. There is no one I have thus far in my two days being in ministry or probably in my years being a Christian. There is no one I have seen. That all his promises that don't have conditions, all his promises they have conditions, all, all, all. Marital settlement, there's what to do. Living abundance, I mean financial rest, there's what to do. Operating in supernatural, there's always what to do. It cannot just be as business as usual. It says, but his delight is in the law. Does he meditate day and night? Then also, number two, how do we sustain this spiritual continuality? Number two, it's come from the place of prayer of inquiry. Remember, I write it down, prayer of inquiry. I'm not just saying just prayer. You are praying to inquire. You are inquiring from God. One of the person that I know too well that is very good with this inquiry business, his name is called David. David inquired of the Lord for everything. No wonder David pulled what he pulled off. He pulled, and we can even see the inquiry stuff rubbed off upon his son Solomon. The Bible says the book of 1 Samuel chapter 23 and also 1 Samuel chapter 30. The Bible says here, 1 Samuel 38. Let me read 1 Samuel 38. It says here, And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after the troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake, and without fail, recover all. Remember, we are talking of a man whereby the Bible makes us to understand that David is a man of war. The guy like fight. That's the only way I can say it. The guy, oh boy, the guy like fight. The moment David sees fight, his blood is boiling. The moment he is a fighter, that's all he knows. But yet, with his own skill of fight, with his own skill of engaging in battle, that is still the place where you understand that I must inquire. The prayer of inquiry. Lord, what should I do? I have written this very particular business plan. Should I go ahead or should I keep it? And if God says keep it, keep it, don't then become too emotional. And all of a sudden you are angry. God, this guy is trying to propose to me. He's been sending me a message by 2 a.m. What should I do? Let God lead you. Don't lead yourself. Just because you have been there DMing you on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, then all of a sudden you two, you are DMing back. Then tomorrow you get married and you begin, or probably you are in a relationship and the guy beats you like, and you are wondering, did you ask God? Did you ask God? That is a way that seemeth right unto a man. Say, but the end is the way of death. To man, it looks right, but the end. I like the statement. He said, there's a way. it seems right, but it is not right. The only right one is the one that comes from God. He said, but the end is destruction. David was a mighty man of battle, but he understand the place of consulting his God when it comes to his life. See, this life you only have is one. No, is one. Let me even say it in Nigeria. I beg you with everything we deserve. You only get, now one life you get one, one, one. Don't play gamble with it. Don't play gamble. No matter how long you will live on planet Earth, 120 years, and so it is still small compared to eternity. Habba, habba. The ability for you to come down and say, God, what way should I go? Which path should I follow? What steps should I take? Let that be your question. The moment you ask God, God now knows that, ah, ah, this is my sister, man. Even God himself will put his hand in the chest. I like this one. I trust this one. I trust this one. He will, God will speak broken on your behalf just to break the head of your enemy. Yes. 
He will speak broken to confuse your enemy. Because why? He knows that you are a man that will inquire from him every step of the way. No wonder he says in Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. If you notice that scripture, he says, Ask, it shall be given. Seek, it shall found. And knock, it will be opened unto you. But you have to ask. You have to seek. You have to knock. You can't just, now you, you engage on the project, then tomorrow you are coming. God, have far. Let your hand be upon this very particular thing. Hey, really? Did you ask him before? Point number three. On the things when it comes to the issue of operating and sustaining your spirituality. Following divine instructions. Following divine instructions. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 32 and 33. Following divine instructions. Number one, remember the place. The place of meditation, the place of devotion. Number two, the ability for you to understand the prayer of inquiry. The prayer of inquiry. Number three, after you've inquired, now follow whatever instruction that will be given. Because when you pray, God talks. My dear, God talks. He talks. He talks via his prophet. He talks through his word. And he talks through the Holy Spirit. He talks. He's not a... He, I, I, I don't think I want to serve him if he's a quiet God. I promise you, if, if God go quiet for me now, within the next five years, <laughs> sharp. He's a talking God. He's not the gods of the earth that are dead, buried, and all of a sudden you are trying to connect to one spirit that you don't even understand. That's the spirit of the devil. He's dead. But your God is a living God. He talks. And when he talks, the ability for you to then follow divine instructions. The Bible says, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. I mean, verse 32 and 33. Deuteronomy 5, 32, 33. He says, You shall observe to do, therefore, as the Lord had commanded you. After you have prayed, you have inquired. You shall observe to do, therefore, as the Lord has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right nor to the left. He says, You shall walk in the way which the Lord your God had commanded you. You shall not turn to the right of Don't not your own way, not my own way. You are not in my way, insurance. Calm down. You are not, it's God's way, insurance, for God's blessing to be upon your life. If you want God's direction, it's God's way, insurance. If you want your own direction, then it can be your own, my way, insurance. But as long as God's system is concerned, it has to be God's way, insurance. It says here, yeah, it says, which the Lord your God has commanded you, that ye may leave. Now, do you notice his commandment and you go in that part, it says you will leave. And that you may be well with you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. But do you notice that that longevity, by going through divine direction, it's your responsibility to obey the instructions of God. One scripture that I want to read before we begin to look example of men who God used in our time, or God used in the Bible, that the, their spirituality was on point. And every time we see them, they constantly make progress in their life. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18. Proverbs 4 verse 18. I believe that you have been blessed tonight. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18. The Bible says here, The part of a just is like a shining. I mean, the, the part of the righteous is like a shining. What? Okay. Sorry. I think I'm reading from the NIV. The part of the righteous is like the morning sun. Shining ever brighter till the full light of the day. It's like a morning sun shining ever. King James Version says, it's like a shine that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect days. Brighter and brighter, brighter and brighter. Which means every, every direction of God is always forward ever. 
when the children of Israel they were stuck at a particular junction of their life, when the Egyptians were chasing them and there was a red sea in front of them, do you notice something with God? God did not say to them, go back. God says, go forward. Regardless of the thing, every instruction of God is always a forward instruction. God has no business taking you back to the place that he has brought you from. Every instruction from God is always a forward movement. When he called us into ministry, last year when we started this very particular thing, it was the peak of lockdown, but he said to us, go forward. This year has been declared our year of going forward. And yet the doors of the church are still being locked. And I see a lot of people are sharing testimony day in, day out. Yet it was a lockdown year. And he still says, go forward. I declare upon somebody tonight. The same God who will not take you back to the place that where you came from, but rather will take you forward. He will take you forward this day in the name of Jesus. Everything that has kept you bound as you begin to yield to the leading and the direction of the Holy Spirit, you will go forward in the name of Jesus. This month has been declared our month, I mean, our, our month of open heaven. The year has been declared our year of going forward. But yet, do you notice that a lot of people they are sitting down waiting for somebody to carry them to go. But remember the word go forward is an instruction, which means your leg had to take a move. You need to put movement. It is when you go in the direction of God that he is compelled to supply the resources that guarantees your open heaven experience to be in view. Go forward. Now let's begin to look here at this place. Before we even get there, I want you to understand something. In the book of John chapter 4 from verse 4 to verse 5, and also John chapter, 20, John chapter 10 verse 27. John chapter 10, 4, 5 and also 27. He says, and when he put forth his own spirit, he goeth before them. When God puts you forth, he goes before you. He says, and the sheep follow him. He says, for they know his voice. And a stranger will not follow, but will flee from him. For they know not the voice of the stranger. What is God making us to understand in this scripture? His sheep always knows his voice. And when they know his voice, they follow him. The reason why you are not going with the divine direction God has actually given you. The question is, do you know if that is the voice of God? Do you have your spiritual connectivity in line with God? If that one is in view, then let's look at three men in the Bible quickly. Before we begin to bring our thought to a close. Three men in the Bible. Who? They were constantly spiritual. And all the time, they were going according to the leading that God gave them. Number one, Abraham. Abraham was a man that was a generational model for blessing. He's a generational model for blessing. In fact, his generational model for blessing is the fact that when, when the Holy Spirit opened my eye to this one, man, it blew me up. He was a generational model of God's blessing to the point that when Christ came, the Bible says Christ came to redeem us from the curse of the law, that we might be a partakers of the blessings of Abraham. Can you imagine? But what was the secret of Abraham? We get to understand the book of Isaiah chapter 51 from verse 1 to verse 3. He says, look unto Abraham. The ability for us to look unto Abraham. What was, what, what make Abraham to be a generational model? To the point that his son Jesus came. And his son had to take us back to the blessing of Abraham. To the blessing of Abraham. To the blessing of Abraham. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 to verse 4. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 to verse 4. You will see from this place what happened. He said, now the Lord said unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house and unto a land that I will show thee. 
He says, I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee. He says, and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. He said, I will bless them that bless you and cause them that causes thee. He said, and thou, he said, and, and indeed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The Bible says, verse 4, so Abraham departed. What make Abraham a portal of a blessing that God did tomorrow still uses as a symbol for man to enjoy blessed life was the fact that Abraham constantly obeyed God. He was always in tune with God. Always in tune. Always in tune. Always in tune. The Bible says, and God said, get thee out. And in verse 4, Abraham departed. God led him out. He obeyed the leading. No wonder we get to say in the book of Genesis chapter 24 verse 1. He says, and Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And God has blessed him in all things. But if you check all the blessings, it was based on the fact that he was adhering to leading and instruction. At every point in time. Take down their only son. Isaac, go and sacrifice him. Immediately he stood up. Take his son and went. Because why? He's all, he knows that every time that I obey the instructions and directions of God, a portal of blessing is being created. No wonder we can see that he was a generational greatness model. The blessing of Abraham might come upon us, the Gentiles. No matter what you want to talk about blessing, as far as the Bible is concerned, and a pointer, it will always be Abraham. But the secret of it was the fact that Abraham was a man that obeys instruction. He obeys the leading of the Holy Spirit. When God said, go, he goes. He does not sit to have a conversation. In fact, Abraham is a strange man. He doesn't even sit to have a conversation with his wife. Get thee out of the country. Sarah, let's go. Take thy only son, Isaac, can go and sacrifice. There was no consultancy with Isaac, with Sarah, because he knows if I try it, there's no way. <laughs> Imagine, I'm just thinking, a picture came to my mind, I don't want to say it here, concerning myself and my wife now. <laughs> Take thy only son, they say, you want to go ask your wife, you're, you're crazy. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Sarah, at, at, at 90, I'll be at 99, I can't, even, I can't even remember the age now currently. At, at that age that I have the child, you're telling me, can't be God. Now I know that you are serving the devil. If I had known, I would have stayed in Haran with my family. I follow you. Take, take Isaac. Really. You can't take Ishmael. Isaac. At this age. Say, but if you notice, bah, took Isaac. Took him. If I took Isaac to the top of the mountain, that's how obedient the guy was. He is obedient to the point that whether it makes sense to him, it doesn't make sense. As long as it's God's direction, so be it. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. And I pray for somebody today. As you take the step of God's direction, you will become a porter of God's blessing upon your family in the name of Jesus. Number two, as again, we need to say quickly, his name was called Isaac. Who is Isaac? Isaac was a blessed and a mighty man. He was a man that was feared by other men. He was a man that was feared by other men. But what was the secret of Isaac? Because it is only spiritual things that we will use to interpret spiritual things. Isaac was a man that was spiritual. Isaac understand the place of meditation. The Bible makes us to understand that at the cool of the evening, Isaac will be at the top of the mountain. He is meditating. That is how his system and his custom is. Always in tune. Always in tune. And in Genesis 26, from verse 1 to verse, to verse 16, if you take your time and read the scripture, but I just want to paraphrase because of my time. Genesis 26, 1 to verse 15. The Bible says, And there was a famine in the land. And God said to Isaac, Do not go down to Egypt. Because Isaac had gone to inquire of the Lord God, Oh boy, famine day here, COVID don't mess things up. I don't like Isaac. Isaac is not a broken guy. COVID don't scatter things. So far. And the Bible says, And God said to Isaac, 
Stay in Egypt. I mean, stay here. Do not go down. Don't, 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 don't dare. If you try to go anywhere, <laughs> you are finished. The same thing, as I'm saying this one now, I'm thinking of Naomi and the husband. I forgot the husband's name. When all of a sudden they decided to move without consulting God and took the whole family, plus her two sons, they went to another land. No wonder it's only the wife that came back home. The husband died. The two children died. In fact, one of the wives refused to follow the children. Only Ruth came back. Because why? The place of divine leading. Divine leading. Check that scripture. There was no place where that man, Naomi's husband, consulted God. God, should I go? He just noticed that there was famine. Boom, he disappeared. Just the same way, for example, I just feel like sharing this one. For example, some of us who are in court foreigners, you never consulted God for you to be where you are today. You just wake up, just rock up, poza. Oh boy, things hard though. Man, things are tough in South Africa. Man, I think UK is the thing. Boom, both fees are boom. You went go to UK. Get to UK, now all of a sudden you are suffering and you are wondering. And you are trying to invoke God's hand upon your life in UK. But did you ask God before going to UK? Or it is your own selfishness just because everybody is making it in UK. Is it your place to make it? Divine direction. And when God said to Isaac, he says, stay in this land. And when Isaac stayed in the land, the Bible says in Genesis 26 verse 14 to 16, it says Isaac was a man that was feared. God blessed him to the point that the people of that land, remember Isaac was a foreigner. In, the, in South African terms, I'm so sorry, I have to use it because it just sounds nice in my head this time. In South African terms, Isaac was a quere quere. But yet, Isaac was feared in the land where he was called the Kore Kore. To the point that the president came to meet Isaac and signed a treaty because Isaac men were mighty. Isaac had his own soldier in a land that was not even his own land. Because why? He obeyed divine instruction. The divine direction that came, he obeyed it. Point number three. Who is again is the example for us to see. His name is called David. David. 1 Samuel chapter 23 from verse 1 to verse 5 and also 1 Samuel chapter 30 from verse 6 to verse 8. 1 Samuel 25, 1 Samuel 23, sorry, 1 to 5 and 1 Samuel 36 to 8. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 23, 1 to 5, they get to a particular point in verse 2. When the Philistine came to attack, all of a sudden David had to go and ask God, God, can I go for this very particular battle? It's even quite interesting in 1 Samuel chapter 23 from verse 1 to verse 5 that David went to ask God twice. Because it's very easy for you to go once and he's like, no, but I've asked God now, so which is God? He went until he hear God says, go. My question to you, how many times have you asked God? Because for that project you want to do, until he tells you, go. If you, if you don't get, for like, for we, 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 I think for, like for those of us who are from the military, if you don't get the commanding order, it's called commanding order, you go out of the commanding order, they can kill you there, or even your commandant can kill you. Thank God for grace. Because grace has helped us, whereby in place of disobedience, the grace, the cause of the Lord that's supposed to come upon us has been on Christ, but the benefit cannot come. So you disobey God, the cause will not come, but the benefit, the reward of not obeying him will still not be in view. It will not be in view. Because the cause, Christ has taken it. So you can cause. For example, I tell people when it comes to the issue of giving your tithes and your offerings, when you, you don't want to give and stuff, it's okay. Malachi chapter 3, make us understand if you don't give, he says, he says, cause, he says, your, your, what's called your, your wallet, I've dig a hole in there, all those costs. It's not in view for those who are in Christ Jesus. But the benefit of the prosperity for God to trust you with kingdom resources, it cannot be your part. Because why? You are not qualified for that very particular place. That makes us to understand that we are the steward. We are steward. God gives us. So if he asks you for you to bring in your offerings, your tithes, and your various givings, your service, all the instructions. The causes will not come, but also the blessings will not be in view upon your life. So then what did you gain? Nothing. 
struggling, toiling left, right, and center. When all you just need to do is just to obey instructions and begin to enjoy the rested life in your life. We saw David who was an ever-winning battle. David was, he was a guy that every battle that he gets into, he wins. Because why? We get to understand that David was a man who constantly inquired of the Lord. Can I go? Can I fight? And when God says go, go. When God says don't go, he doesn't go. Can I go? Can I fight? The same thing also applies to you. As we begin to bring our thought to a close. We've seen it in the life of Abraham. Abraham was a man who was under God's instructions and directions. No wonder he was a man that God used for generational wealth and blessing. We saw a guy called Isaac. Isaac was a man who was mighty upon the face of the earth, even in a land that was not his own. Because why? He was also going under the wavelength of divine direction. We saw David, who was a man who likes fighting, battle, he says, and blood, he likes touching blood. That was David's life. But yet, divine instructions and directions guarantee an ever winning in his life. I pray for you tonight that as you begin to obey God's instructions, directions concerning your life, you will win all the rest of your life in the name of Jesus. Now let's begin to look at what are the benefits for divine direction quickly. Benefit. I'll rush this one. Number one, it's secure divine destiny and honor. Divine destiny and honor. When you go through God's directions, your, your destiny, see your destiny becomes, men begin to look at you as a wonder. Like, ah, is it not the darling thing that was, the, that, is it not that same darling thing, the one we know two years ago? That, 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 because why? Divine, direct, divine directions, what you call empowerment, has distinguished you and has placed honor upon your life. Number two, God's directions, it guarantees you all access in fulfilling his agenda for your life. Remember, my thought and not your thought, neither my ways are your ways. As long as you go my thought, you are fulfilling God's agenda for your life. Number three, his direction guarantees security, guarantees protection, and guarantees preservation. Everywhere he leads, he protects. As long as God sent you there, my dear, be rested. He guarantees security, protection, and preservation. The final point, the fact that rest and peace is guaranteed. Rest and peace is guaranteed. He said in Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3, he says, you will not, he said, you will keep me in perfect peace. And, I mean, perfect peace, the steadfast of mind, because he trusts in the Lord. Peace is what is one of the most guaranteed. If you want to know if you are being led by God in anything, if you don't find peace in it, go back to prayer. Don't just go back and ask God. Go back. The moment your peace is not, is not in view, go back. Go back. He says in Exodus chapter 33 from verse 13 and 14, he says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. As long as I'm the one that sends you, forget it. The rested life is a reality. As long as I'm the one that calls you into this very particular work, relax. Chillax, like we say it in Nigeria. The rested life is a reality. As we begin to bring this to a close, I want us to open our mouth and let's pray. And what is the prayer point? We're going to pray, Lord, grace for me to walk in divine direction. Grace for me to walk in your direction. And for those of you who you know that you have been going left, right, and center, and you've not been stable with the things of God, you've not been obeying his instruction, the ability to ask God and say, God, forgive me. 
Lord, I'm sorry for what I have done. Open your mouth and just begin to pray wherever you are seated or wherever you are. Begin to pray and say, Lord, I am sorry, Father, for me not yielding to your instruction, your direction. I've seen that it is your direction that guarantees stability. It is your direction that guarantees open heaven. It is your direction that guarantees the flow that constantly flow upon my life. Lord, I'm sorry in any way. Lord, I'm sorry. As you are praying that for those of you who are asking, Lord, I receive the grace. Ask God, the grace for me to walk in divine direction the grace the grace for me to walk the grace for me no matter how it may look no matter the popularity the grace for me to walk in divine direction let it fall upon me in the name of jesus and as you are praying that also the ability for you to say lord flush out everything carnal in me anything carnal bitterness anger malice jealousy every carnal stuff in me that has blocked my spiritual ear that has blocked my connectivity to heaven, that has blocked my spirituality and staying spiritual. Lord, remove them in the name of Jesus. Remove them in the name of Jesus. Remove them in the name of Jesus. And also for somebody tonight, make a covenant today. And say, Lord, today I make a covenant with you. Every day of my life, I stay according to your direction. If you do not direct me, I have no business. If you do not lead me, I am not going to go. Until your presence go with me, I'm not going to go in this very particular thing. Open your mouth and begin to make this prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Because of our time, we want to end our service here tonight. And if the Lord has laid anything in your heart for you to give to this very particular commission, remember giving is also part of our covenant as a believer. For us to give is our covenant responsibility. So as the Lord has laid it in your heart for you to give, I encourage you, the banking details is currently now on the screen, take advantage of it. Giving is also part of your covenant right. It says, give, it shall be given unto. Good measure, praise and shaking together, shall men give unto your bosom. It is a response, it's a direction that came from God himself. But if you choose not to do it, the ability for you to receive the blessings of the giving, it can be in view in your life. And as you do so, God will bless you in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray for your sons and your daughters tonight. I ask that Father, O oh Lord, from this word they've heard, as they go back to listen to this message, let their heart be open to receive from you in the name of Jesus. Let their mind open to hear you. To you will give all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Family, we've come to the end of tonight's service and I believe too well that as you go out of this service, always remember, it is the leading of God that makes way. It is this direction that makes you a director on planet Earth. Without that, your ability for you to experience open heaven will not be in view. For now, I'll see you on Sunday. Remember that the door of the church is open. Please and please be in church. Don't be a stranger in the house of the Lord. I look forward to having you this very particular Sunday, knowing too well that the God of the rested life will meet you at the point of your need. Bye for now. And God bless you. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.